Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of our Greenwashing podcast series. My name is Julia Grothaus, and I lead our German ESG cross-practice team and also happen to be a litigation, arbitration and investigations partner at Linklater's in Frankfurt. Today, we want to look at greenwashing risks and trends in continental Europe with a particular focus on unfair competition law that serves as a basis for many enforcement activities and lawsuits in this space. And there are also a number of interesting and far-reaching legislative initiatives on the horizon. I'm delighted to explore this topic together with my fellow partners, Boyko Egan and Christian Smith. Boyko Egan is an IP litigation partner and Christian a litigation, arbitration and investigations partner with a particular focus on banking and capital market disputes. Hi, everyone. Hello. Now, Bolko, as I said earlier, we see many claims in Germany and throughout Europe on the back of unfair competition law. For all those who are not that familiar with this area of law, how would you summarize the key elements in a nutshell? Thank you, Julia. Indeed, in Germany, the whole topic of greenwashing is very much revolving around unfair competition law. This is an area of law that has been around for nearly 100 years and has been dealing with advertisement statements that can be made in advertisements, how rebates may be granted and all types of issues around advertising. This is not a field that is that uniform across Europe, or at least it wasn't until the unfair commercial practices directive came around and harmonized the laws to some extent. As I mentioned, there's a broad range of issues that unfair competition law is dealing with. But a core issue is the avoidance of misleading advertising statements. And this is where the greenwashing element comes in. In essence, the legal question is quite simple. You cannot make misleading statements about sustainability. But the issue is, in practice, what does that really mean? What is a misleading statement? How specifically do statements need to be explained in the advertisement? And are there certain terms that cannot be used at all in the advertisement? In Germany, this is typically enforced through private enforcement. So you have nonprofits or competitors that will enforce unfair competition claim against the companies making the statements. While in other countries, we often have some form of regulator or other external authority that also approaches these issues from a regulatory side. And we've seen a number of decisions uh, coming out in recent years as sustainability-related advertisements have become more and more popular. Actually, for many years, the law has become more lenient on advertising statements because courts have felt that the consumer becomes more and more educated and more and more informed and that you do not need to provide as much detail when making an advertising statement. However, in the whole trend and development around environmentally friendly products and sustainability related claims, given the importance of this topic for society overall and the great attention grabbing effect that it has on consumers, we actually see quite a strict trend at the moment with courts cracking down more and more on statements relating to climate neutrality and so forth. So there have been a number of decisions in Germany where claims have been ruled impermissible, for instance, because they did not provide sufficient detail or made blanket statements such as climate neutrality, when in fact the product was creating emissions during production and they were merely offset with another uh, project, but in a way that was not adequate to fully offset the 
environmental impact and therefore the statement was ruled misleading. And these are cases that are popping up in all types of sectors in, in consumer advertising, but one that has gathered particular attention in, in recent times is the financial sector. So Christian, maybe you can tell us a bit about what is happening in the financial sector in terms of greenwashing. Yeah, sure, Barco. Happy to. When you think about disputes in the financial sector, you naturally come up with mis-selling claims, prospectus liability claims, or even, even claims branching out from criminal law. And all of this is also true for sustainability claims. But recently, the focus has been on cases driven by watchdogs in the field of unfair competition. And I have picked one case or one product that has been subject to two decisions by the Stuttgart courts. And this one product is an impact fund called Climavest. And marketing this impact fund, and I'm not talking about the prospectus, so there's no allegation that the prospectus does not meet the standards of the taxonomy or disclosure regulation, but interestingly, just the external marketing material has been subject to a heated debate before the Stuttgart courts. And front and center of this debate has been the question whether the marketing material has been misleading, misleading in a sense as there was a slider in a so-called impact calculator on this web page. And the message this slider conveyed was that per 10,000 euros investment, 3.0 tons of carbon dioxide would be saved and that thus there would be a beneficial impact on environment, which is clearly defined. In fact, and reading all the links and, and following all the links under this impact calculator, this was just an approximation, so just an estimate of the carbon dioxide being saved. But the court held, and it recurred to a quite old case stemming from the 1980s, a case about recycled paper. And the court held that, as Bolke, you said, consumers are impacted by this advertisement. And thus, there needs to be a very strict test what is misleading and what is not misleading. And it does not help to have links clarifying the mere message being sent that this was a rigid saving of carbon dioxide by this slideshow was not mitigated by the further links uh, putting this into context. And um, that is quite in line with all the cases that you mentioned, Bolko, and I'm quite interested in the position in other European countries, Julia. Thanks, Christian. You're right. We're not only seeing activity in Germany, there's also a lot going on in other jurisdictions as well. In the Netherlands, for example, we have an advertising watchdog and it urged Shell to stop running a campaign promoting fuel purchases as carbon neutral, providing that customers purchase offsets. The watchdog argued that to support such a claim, Shell would need to demonstrate that it indeed uh, fully offset the greenhouse gas emissions from driving and that it failed to show that the offsetting projects it invested in really effectively did so. And this was confirmed by the Dutch courts last year. 
Another remarkable case in that space is a claim against KLM in connection with their Fly Responsibly marketing campaign, as well as their CO2 zero offsetting scheme. It promised to customers that they could make their flights carbon neutral by purchasing offsets. And the Dutch watchdog took issue with this. And on the back of this, consumers have brought what is probably one of the first uh, damage claims that we see in Europe on the back of, of greenwashing claims. Um, and what they seek from, from KLM is, amongst others, repayment of the money they had invested to make their flights carbon neutral. And we'll have to see how the Dutch courts will decide on that, but there will certainly be many that will watch this case very closely. But we're not only having action on the back of the Unfair Practices Directive. For example, we also see enforcement activity by the Dutch Competition Authority uh, in relation to greenwashing. And in the past, it concerned the textile and the oil and gas industry. And the investigations have each caused several companies to look very carefully into their green claims. And as a result, they've made commitments and changed their business practices. And it's not only the Netherlands, we're also seeing activity in France and Italy and to a lesser extent also in Spain. There again, mostly on the back of the Unfair Practices Directive. In 2021, for example, we had a series of claims in Italy, amongst others against Eni for allegedly misleading claims around fuel. And one of the claims uh, filed earlier this year in France is a claim against Total Energies, who've been sued by a group of environmental organizations that accused them of misleading consumers about their efforts to fight climate change as a whole. And France is also a good example of legislative activity. It has enacted a climate and resilience law in 2021, which makes it more difficult for companies to claim that their products and services are carbon neutral. If they want to do this and advertise a product as having zero emissions, then the company will need to prove under this new law annual details of all the carbon pollution associated with that product's entire life circle. And the French legislator is not alone to take action in that respect. There is a lot on the horizon in Europe as well, including a tightening of the Unfair Practices Directive to combat greenwashing. Boko, do you want to share some thoughts on, on what is planned on a European level and what it might mean for companies? Very happy to, Julia. And you are absolutely right. There is an upcoming reform expected of the Unfair Commercial Practices Directive. And the other project that the EU is looking at at the moment is the introduction of the so-called Green Claims Directive. So if those two directives come into force, we can see a lot of legislative activity across the EU that will happen in relation to greenwashing. So coming to the first, the Unfair Commercial Practices Directive, basically the whole notion of no misleading statements has been around for quite some time and is, is well established in the unfair competition law. But what this change is going to do is to make environmentally related claims, such as environmentally friendly, biodegradable, climate neutral, and so forth, uh, will be explicitly mentioned um, in the directive so that these claims are very much on the, on the focus um, of the courts and uh, the authorities and private players that are uh, active in this field and enforcing these claims. So this is just going to give heightened attention to the point of environmental claims. A further point that, that is uh, quite significant in this context, and this is really the theme that spreads throughout all these uh, legislative activities, is the concept of verification. Until now, basically, you, you always had to prove that your advertising's claim is correct. But what needs to happen now is that this is taken to a more objective level. So under the unfair commercial practices directive, 
it would be impermissible to use references to offsetting schemes that are unverified. So th this is really becoming more substantive uh, and, and putting up um, requirements of, of, of a certain quality that needs to be employed here. And the second uh, big project is the Green Claims Directive, which is going to take the verification element even further. At the core, it is going to say, if you want to make an environmentally related or sustainability related claim, you will need to document that this claim is actually correct um, and provide that documentation to an independent um, certification or accreditation body that will test your claim and will test the evidence you provide. And this needs to be done before the claim can be made. So this is quite a, a paradigm shift in, in advertising law. Whereas previously, it has always been, you make your statements as you like, but you always need to be in a position to show that they are correct. Um, and now there's going to be a level of advanced checking by an external body before you can use your advertising uh, in relation to sustainability. So this is really a big sign of, of how much attention uh, is put on this point and, and how much uh, abuse the EU is fearing in, in this context. So with that, Christian, maybe you could give us a, a quick summary of the key elements that uh, we need to consider in this context and what companies need to watch out for uh, when making environmentally related claims. Sure. Thank you, Bolko. We have seen that the environment is rapidly changing in the greenwashing space. So companies need to look out for any changes and need to adapt to any new legislation or tendency in case law. They need to educate their businesses and give them practical guidelines about what to say and more importantly, what not to say. And they need to set up the right risk monitoring processes internally. As we hear in the market, greenwashing might really be the new diesel. As a rule of thumb, we could say that a maximum of transparency and clear messaging protects against claims. So there should neither be the theme of overstating and underdelivering because that might culminate to greenwashing claims, nor should there be a theme of underpromising and overdelivering because that might impact the financial performance of a product. And thus, a clear messaging around transparency is exactly what companies should do. Julia, Bolko, anything to add from your perspective? I think these are all very valid and good points. And, and one thing I could add is that it's really important for companies to also get their documentation in place. So it's really important to note down what has been considered um, when making green claims, what, what was the basis, what was discussed, what was available in terms of information, um, what information has been, has been validated, has been identified, because it's usually um, only a few months or even years later that these claims do come up. And with all the, the rapid developments in this space that we're seeing, it's really important that you can explain to um, the people that are looking at your green claims, why you've made those, what the basis of those were, and, and really be in a good position to defend what you've put out. 
Absolutely, Julia. I can could, couldn't agree more, especially with the with the second point. Uh, it it really is do your homework and do it before you make advertising statements and and get that documentation in order, so it is available because these claims do receive a lot of attention and the likelihood that they get challenged is uh, is quite significant. So with that being said, I think this is a really tricky space um, and a lot to be discussed. Um, difficult to put it into a fifteen minute podcast. So. If you want to know more, if you want to get um, more information about what is ongoing, what you should take into account, do reach out to us or your usual link contact. We'd be delighted to help you. Thank you for listening and stay tuned.